0: Gunvor and Petter have both been at the university for some time and eventually became part of didacticum. They're here today to tell you about what this group does and how they help LiU staff become better teachers. My name is Rebecca and this is Work at LiU. So welcome for joining us today. Welcome for joining us today. That is not a sentence. (laughs) Well, that was the first sentence. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. That is that. Um, So, you're here from Didacticum, is that correct? Correct. But first, before we get into that, I want to hear about you as people. So, who are you?
1: Oh, gosh, who am I? Um, (laughs) uh,
0: Okay, do we have three hours? Well, <laughs> it is not well, a bibliographical story. It, oh,
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> we usually start off by me asking Peter, who are you?
2: Oh, uh, well, I usually try to ask you, but let's, let's start with me then. Uh, my name is Peter Dallenius. Um, I'm the associate director of Didacticum, uh, but I'm actually employed at the Department of Computer Science. And my journey at Leu started in 1994 when I came here and started my undergraduate education. Wow. And, and then at, uh, towards the end of that, I, I started working as a teaching assistant. And I usually say that I, I sort of never stopped teaching. So now, now I'm a lecturer and I teach um, introductory courses in programming. And then I work with a lot of other stuff as well, but, but that's basically it, nice. the, the short version.
1: My short first. And
2: Gunvor, who are you?
1: Yes, who am I? Well, I'm the psychologist or uh, the director of didacticum or uh, the one not writing notes ahead, perhaps. <laughs> uh, and Peter's the one taking care of things getting done. No, really, I'm the director of didacticum. I've been that since God um, 2016. Um, really, really funny work. Really, really funny. Yeah. Um, What else do I do? I try to get people interested in higher education or academic development, pedagogics. Um, It's quite handy being a psychologist meeting people because then you're not afraid of, like you say, emotional responses or what happens because Mm. teaching could be quite emotional.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mother is a teacher and I think she would agree.
2: Mm, And And you forgot that you used to be a bus driver as well. Oh,
0: yeah, I forgot (laughs) that one. Yeah, (laughs) I, I still miss my
1: bus, definitely. I miss my boss. How long have you been at Leo? Oh, gosh. I started off like Peter somewhere in the beginning of the early 1990s, even earlier than you. Uh, And then I tried to run away. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I got back as a PhD student in 2001. And since then I'm stuck. So I've been working as a, a... Doing my PhD in autism uh, disability research, I've been doing some um, program directing of psychologist program, and then I've been working in, in Didacticum since 2012, I think.
0: Okay, so it, it seems like you're very, um, how do I say this, multifaceted people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've yeah. done all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How did you become part of didacticum, or like, how did you end up here specifically in this podcast interview? <laughs>
1: yeah, sort of interesting. I think we both of us... Took courses at the uh, precursor, well say some 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 former version of didacticum? I mean, it used mm-hmm. to be called CUL or, or something even before that.
2: Yeah, Center for Teaching and Learning.
1: Exactly. Mm. So both of us took courses, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. I want to be part of this. So at least in my case, I tried to. From I think I took my first course in 2002, and I really. Oh, was fun. And then I tried to make my way into the uh, Center for Teaching and Learning. And I didn't succeed until 2012. And since then, I really mm. don't want to leave.
2: That's I mean, good. I, mm. I think it's the same same journey for me. I, I also started, I think I took my first uh, uh, pedagogical course in 2002. And then, well, I, I, I tried to participate in a lot of uh, events that the, the CUL uh, arranged mm. Um and I know I presented some some stuff at, at the different uh, activities and and then I sort of got asked to uh, participate in one of the one of the courses myself, uh, which was really fun. I think that was around 2011, and then I sort of liked that and um, I, I started working at more and more at at the CRL. And then when Didacticum was founded in 2014, then we both joined Didacticum. Then.
0: So it, it's been around for a few years is yep. what I'm hearing. And mm. at some point it had a different name. Mm. Um, but now we can let the curtain fall. What is didacticum <laughs> <laughs> Explain to someone who might just be arriving at Lynchburg University and doesn't really know anything about what the university has. I think you sort of.
2: Oh yeah. Um, well didacticum is a center for teaching and learning basically. <laughs> and I think that most universities have a center for teaching and learning. Um, i mean our our basic aim is to work with pedagogical development mm-hmm. a development of so we we could participate in project for example but what we usually do the, our main main task is to give courses for teachers so more or less every every teacher has to has to take one or two of our courses
1: so we sort of help them off in their academic journey or yeah, if you want to start off as a PhD student, then you take perhaps one course. Uh, how do I become a teacher? What do I do? What is a student? What what do I do? <laughs> and then then the next course might be okay. I'm becoming a uh, course head of course or examiner. What do I do then? And then perhaps to su- uh, research supervision and stuff like that. Hmm. But it's a lot in academic development or, or helping people to to do make courses their best, I think, and, and uh, help teachers to feel more comfortable as teachers in a
0: university setting. Is this something that is mandatory or is it something that people do voluntarily? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we have a set of basic courses, and they, yeah. they are mandatory, okay. so you, you basically have to take them. Not not all at the same time, but um, it, there's a progression there, and if, if you want to have uh, other kinds of positions, you might need to have another course, and so on. So
0: Okay. So, if you're a PhD student, and you end up doing a little bit of teaching assistance and those mm-hmm. kinds of things, then you would be expected to, yeah. to do. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So uh, a little bit back to yourselves. Um, What do you do as part of didacticum? So I'm I'm guessing there's quite a few moving parts. Um, So could you tell us a little bit about the team, what someone could expect when they're getting in touch with you? Mm.
1: Well, we do get in touch with people in, in many different ways, but I think the f- usually the first step is like what you said, Peter, that you have to take a course. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's mandatory, and you realize, okay, I'm a PhD student, I'm going to start teaching, how on earth do I teach? Yeah. Uh, or perhaps you have had good experiences or bad experience as a student, and, and then you realize, okay, I do want to do it this way, but not in that way. And then we offer courses. Um, so that is one way in. Uh Another way in is that perhaps a uh, head of division or, or a program director realize so oh, we really want to develop our courses or our program. Uh, could you help us mm. to to figure out do we change the way we teach? Do we do other teaching learning activities, uh, stuff like that? Mm. And uh, we do have a lot of people working with us some 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 thirty five people.
2: Yeah, thirty in the area of thirty five people. Uh, people are sort of coming and going uh, in, in some extent, but that that corresponds to 14 full-time equivalents. So mm. most people are with us, perhaps 25, 30 percent. Okay. So no one is employed at Didacticum. All of us are employed at somewhere else within the university. So we, I think, we represent most of of the departments at Leu mm. mm, All about all except one, I think. So there's a a, a, a great mix of people. So when you when you get to didacticum, you will almost always find someone that's close to your area and then a lot of other people as well. So yeah, that's very that nice. Yeah, that is sort
1: of the idea. If you take a course or if you attend a, a seminar or whatever we're offering a webinar, you will have someone that you could associate with or, or recognize. Yeah. Uh, mm. Relate mean, to. Yeah, it's, it's a bit odd. You bring uh, called fluffy, and, and then you could sort of, oh, there's a mathematician or there's an engineer or... or Someone who feels more squarish, perhaps. If you mind being a bit... Um, sorry, Peter, you're very round uh, <laughs> in your ways. So so b- very
2: proud of being squarish. Yeah, yeah. square is a good.
1: <laughs> is a good thing to be. Yeah. Um, our Our little tip, or, or perhaps our secret, is that we offer ice cream.
0: Oh, uh, so, yeah. um, I see. <laughs>
1: that is. Uh, not many, not all. everyone is very happy at being with us in the beginning taking a course. Uh, working, people working with us, uh, they are very happy usually. Mm. But people taking courses or, or things that are mandatory, then you're perhaps not very happy. But then we, we offer them some coffee, some biscuits and some ice cream and, and then they usually realize this is a nice place to be. So they come back and we had a lot of people, a lot of colleagues working with us who started off taking courses, and they took another course, perhaps like us, yeah. and then third, fourth, fifth course, and, and then they, oh, I want to work with you. How do I do it?
2: I mean, most of our courses are uh, structured in a way that you meet a lot of people from other parts of the university, hmm. uh, and that's, I think, one of the strengths of our courses, uh, and many people seem to like that. Uh, so there are lots of lot of time spent discussing your experience with other people, so you share your experience and, and get to get to know people from other parts. That's very nice.
1: Yeah, you realize that a lecture is not the same thing at the philosophical faculty as a technical faculty. Yeah. things you do could have the same name or but be very different, and the yeah. other on the yeah. other way around.
0: Yeah. So you, you mentioned these courses. What are they exactly? Are they, are they more like lectures? Are they more like workshops? Who gives these courses as well? I think would be interesting to know. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there's a, we, we have a set of sort of basic courses, the, the, the mandatory courses. And the first one is called uh, becoming a teacher in higher education. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the course that usually all PhD students involved in teaching take or, or people starting off in, in, in teaching in higher education. Um, and then the second course is called uh, course design and implementation. That's for people who are Getting into course responsibility, being an examiner for the first time and so on. So it's it's a lot of uh, how you construct exams, how you conduct evaluations, how you design courses and so on and so on. And the third step is is uh, research supervision for when you get your own PhD students. And most of these courses are structured in the same way. Gunnar, you can perhaps say something about that.
1: Yeah, uh, we try to give our participants an experience of uh, being part of a group, Mm -hmm. being part of uh, this, like you mentioned, the heterogeneity of of, uh, people from everywhere at the UNI. So there's a lot of group discussions, some lectures, but not a lot. Um, More interactive lectures, I would say. A lot of uh, asynchronous work in between the the course um, days. For instance, the course you mentioned, the first course, becoming a teacher, in, then, then we have seven seven course days, and mm. then at the days we try to do different things because if you sit listening all day, I'm really impressed by students who manage to sit listening all day. I can't do it, and we realize that our colleagues don't. So perhaps we have one hour of lecturing and then one hour or two hours of discussion and then do a third thing like a workshop, and, and a lot of trying to be learning by doing it. Sometimes it's, it's a bit tricky to, to manage that, but... Um, and also visit other people. Okay, you you have a lecture, Peter, in, in your in mm-hmm. your course? Okay, I can come and visit. Oh, mm-hmm. please, build. And then we, we see how other people are doing. So
0: mm-hmm. that's part of um, the peer visits. It's also an important part. So it's a bit of exchanging experiences, but also learning from someone who knows more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a combination of a bunch of different things. Um, so what would you say is... Um, the, the main benefit that this brings? I mean, obviously, you want people to be good teachers, um, but what are some other benefits that you notice that it has for Leo staff?
1: Yeah, of course, uh, being a better teacher, being a teacher that understands how learning works. Mm. Um, as I said in the beginning, you do usually have a lot of bad experiences as a, te- a student. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a boring lecture or a, not a well structured lecture. Um, so, obviously, that is very important. But I think also um, what is very important for us as a centre is uh, connecting different parts of the university, making people meet, uh, creating new contacts. So, it's perhaps um, uh, getting to know other parts, uh, both be other people and other parts of uni. Could could be new research corporations but also teaching corporations you so realize okay we could perhaps do something with programming students and, and psychology students what would that make
2: yeah I mean it's it's about getting to know the university I think uh, huh. you you uh, you realize that there are a, a lot of a lot of different actors in the university, not just teachers, but also a, a lot of support staff that you can you can utilize. So and you can talk to them. But I think one of the main points I think I would like to make is that we try to we try to empower the teachers. We try yeah. to make them more feel more comfortable in their teaching role because that I think is n- not something that everyone does automatically. I mean, most uh, most teachers are perhaps they will identify themselves as researchers mainly. Mm. But then they do a little bit of teaching on the side, and it it doesn't always come naturally feeling that I am a teacher so that's True. something that we try to develop a feeling a feeling that they are they they are teachers as well,
1: yeah sort of working with a self image
2: yeah hmm.
0: I also. Out of curiosity, because I I studied here as well, so I know that we, like, as students, you would have, like, these feedback forms at the end Mm. of each course. Do you work with that as well?
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, depending on how you see it, we don't work with, the actually, course evaluation, but we help the the teachers... to how to work with their course evaluations yeah, rather. And we have obviously our own course yeah,
2: evaluations. Our own course. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> the so inception on many different of levels. the course evaluation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending <laughs> on which level you're you, you at. But um, yeah, yeah and, and and how do you work or how do you do do you get the best out of the course evaluation? Obviously, mm. we have some systems helping us out. Mm. There are also other ways of, can you follow, make follow up by the, the more formal questions? How do you follow up and, and understand? Because there can be quite, sometimes quite um, rash answers in, in the,
0: mm, yeah. in the yeah.
1: course evaluation. Okay, then you want to understand why. Okay, uh, if you say, oh, you have ugly shoes, then okay, obviously then I can change shoes and I say, <laughs> oh, I like my shoes. But if you say, okay, if you're, you're a lousy teacher, okay, then why? Why am I a lousy mm. teacher? Okay, you understand why? What can I do? Can I speak slower like me? Uh, do I make myself uh, clearer or do I structure my slides in a different way or, or design the course in, in another way? And that is, that is, I would say, is really important part of what we're doing, mm. helping out.
2: Yeah, but we, we also try to emphasize that as a teacher, you have the possibility to talk to the students during the course, not just mm-hmm. after the course. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I mean, you can you can ask, actually ask them what they think about the course uh, after the first lecture, after the first time. What are your expectations? Um, how can we meet them? How can we work together, and so on? So, so it's a bit of, of finding ways to communicate with students, even when you have a large body of students, like two, three hundred. You can actually communicate with them mm. in a Reasonable way,
1: I think the way how you look at people, and, and do you see students uh, as a co-creator of knowledge? Mm. Is it someone y- you, you we will be in this course together? I will learn things, you will learn things. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'm a bit more experienced <laughs> and have some more knowledge, but I will learn a lot of things in, in the while passing. Or do I look at students as it's a bunch of people that I have to meet and I don't really fancy meeting them. Mm. Uh, it's a way of, of how we look mm. at people and how we look at students and, yeah. and what we obviously try to say, make the students your partners. Mm. We work together in this. Yeah. We're, we're in this together. We, we want to create this. We want to mm. make a good course. Uh, obviously, you have bad days. Obviously, mm. it doesn't always work. But but I think that is an that is important message.
2: But I think one, one way... Uh, one thing that I always uh, stress when we talk about these things internally in, in the didacticum is that uh, there are teachers who don't always like being a teacher. But one thing that you, that's common for everyone is that they love their subject. Yeah. They love to talk about mm-hmm. their subject and they want to share it with the whole world. And that's a very good starting point because that's mm-hmm. where... When teaching starts, I mean, I love my subject. I love to talk about it, and I want to share it. Okay, that's a good starting point. That's, that's hopefully so
0: sweet. <laughs> that's hopefully most people yeah. considering yeah, it they're yeah. researchers. Yeah. Um, would you have any like tips for someone that might be starting a job, whether they're starting as like a PhD student or even like a postdoc or something more advanced? Uh, if They've never done teaching before and maybe they're kind of scared of it. Do you have any tips, any tricks or anything that they might even be able to do outside of didacticum that might be helpful for them?
2: When we have a small course module that we call uh what's the name of it starting to, teach. starting to teach yeah that's <laughs> <a> natural <laughs> name that's a very small module about two days and i usually present that module as uh directed towards people who want to survive their first meeting with students mm. so that's 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 a sort of very very basic course this is these are some tips for for surviving your first meeting um but oh, What you would ha- you
0: say the highlight is of our first <laughs> <Yeah>. meeting?
1: <laughs> what I think is really important is what I said in, in, in the uh, when we talked to just a few minutes ago about do you see the students as a, a bunch of people that's there to criticize you, mm. or do you see them as curious people? Mm. So if it's possible, depending on how comfortable you are, is it possible to start off with a more softer intro, okay, who am I, okay, hello, I'm Gunvar, I'm a psychologist, I'm doing the psychologist program course for you, um, well, I, I love cats, and, and I have a cat, so I try to practice cat psychology as well, uh, <laughs> share something that sort of takes the edge of you as a scary teacher, and they, if you create, a, um, sort of, um, start creating a community in, in the classroom, I know it's not possible for everyone, and if you're dead nervous, mm. then it's really, really scary. Mm. But perhaps you could write something ahead on the on the Lysam page, which we use here. It would, could you write some hello I was, or have a picture or, or something that you're interested in? Oh, I love uh, hiking or, or uh, 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 biking or whatever you like doing or cuddling with my cat, whatever it might be. Could that be a sort of taking the edge of you? And then you? I think you will realize that if you are more human the student will also be more human mm. because they will relate to you, to you
0: in a different way. Mm. I can definitely understand the importance of psychology in this subject. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up for that. It is a lot of people. <laughs> no, there's a lot of For people. sure. And I can definitely understand that people might be very scary, <laughs> mm. especially adults. Mm. <laughs> uh, So uh, you mentioned that there are some mandatory uh, courses that you have. So is it expected that if you uh, just start working here that you will reach out to them? Or would it also be beneficial for certain people to reach out to you first before you reach out to them? Or what is the best way to contact you or to benefit from what you have to give or to give by themselves?
1: Oh, um, (laughs) obviously we... Depending, if you if you're a good new uh, employee, you would look at the internal webpage and see what where there is. And then we yeah. have a lot of information, which is both uh, about courses, but about other things we do as well, and, and a lot of asynchronous uh, uh, things you could look at and and start talking, thinking mm-hmm. about. Um, usually, we people apply or take contact because their supervisor or their Boss or their head of division tells them to. Mm. Um, it's a bit tricky. We would love to, which we practice actually all today, because we were part of the uh, uh, what were you call it in English. Uh, it's a
2: fair for for new employees, I think. True, pretty. true, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, and that is that is something we tried this year. How do, can we meet people before they mm. uh, start getting mm. too much work, mm. <laughs> so they can take a course or get to know it as before. Mm.
2: Because we 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 don't only have courses, we have, I mean, seminars and workshops, and and uh, we have Online this yearly well? yearly conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of things to offer, and I mean, we're always open to talk to individuals as well.
1: Yeah, you're always welcome for a
0: Fika. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> the magical power of Fika and ice cream. Yes, Fika ice cream that helps opens yes. many doors. All right. So if anyone is listening and they would like to work on their teaching skills. They can definitely reach out to you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that's a very good point to end it in. I don't know if you have anything that you would like to add that you think we might have missed.
1: Well, perhaps, where are we? If you if want to reach out to, if you want to come and visit us, then we're on the fifth floor in the student building. Yeah. Oh. That's handy mm-hmm. to know. You can yep. physically visit. So that, can is, physically yep. that is visit rare. Mm-hmm. You could digitally visit us, but you could also physically visit us. And, and yep. Okay. Uh, you can just go and see and find us, and, and we're happy to share a coffee with you.
0: All right, I think that is perfect. Mm. Thank you so much for all the information you've given us today. And I think this was really enlightening. And it's so nice to see that the university has like a support system, especially for teaching. I know that it can be quite scary. (laughs) Yeah, it is, it is. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Thank you you for having us. You've listened to Work at Leo with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guest, Gunvor and Petter. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes and check out Linköping University's vacancies page if you're interested in applying for a position here.